Hello, this is Colleen Clare here and you are listening to the Soulful Spirit podcast. This podcast, I will be sharing lessons that I have learned and are still learning through my own self-development journey and include wisdom from other teachers around the world. Prepare to dive deep and realize what it means to be a soulful spirit. In this episode, I speak with the beautiful Rachel Ellen Kelly. She is a yoga teacher and she just has the most beautiful energy. You'll be able to tell that through listening. Um, We speak about yoga, the importance of rest and tuning inwards. It's such a wonderful episode. I really hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. So on today's podcast, I have Rachel Ellen Kelly. She is a dancer, yoga teacher, and forever yoga student. She began practicing yoga on and off from the age of 16. And in 2018, yoga came floating back into her life like a guardian angel. She was going through an extremely difficult time in her life and yoga was her only sanctuary. She went every single day, sometimes twice a day, to her local studio in Southeast London. She then completed her 200-hour yoga teacher training in March 2019 and has been teaching ever since. She strives to offer a safe and welcoming space for people to come as they are. So hello, Rachel. Hello. So nice to be speaking to you today. It's so nice to have you here. Um, So first off, um, thank you for being here. As always, when I begin, I would love for you to tell us our own story, your own story, and really how you got to where you are today. Mm, Of course. So I have pretty much moved my whole life in some way, shape or form. Um, I began dancing um, when I was a child and a teenager and it really became an absolute passion, maybe an obsession at one point. Um, I went to like a local dance school and I used to go often every evening after school, um, much to my mammy's (laughs) dismay sometimes. But in the end, she was like, wow, she really is passionate about this. Um, I have to support her. And that then actually turned into going to dance college and auditioning in Glasgow. I auditioned for a few dance colleges and I got into Annie's Land College uh, in Glasgow. And I spent three years there. It was a three-year full-time course and it was incredible, intense, mental at times, but I would not change it for the world because that's eventually what led me into finding yoga more deeply and to make this new career path that I'm on now. So in the bio I mentioned in 2018, I think it was, if I get my times right, um, I was in South East London um, I was doing further dance training, but just something wasn't clicking right. Something was just not right on the inside. I was extremely anxious. Um, I had my first panic attack ever in my whole entire life. And it was just a really scary experience. And it was almost from that, that was like the little catalyst that I was like, okay, this pace of life, this way of life is just not something I want for myself anymore. I loved moving. I loved dancing. 
I'm not a hugely competitive person, so I didn't always really fit in with the environment, which I knew from quite a young age, actually. But I just loved to dance. I loved when the music came on. I was probably the first one up. But eventually it just the bad outweighed the good, unfortunately, in this time. And it was from that I had to make quite a lot of tough life decisions. Um, I was on a course at the time for musical theatre, which I absolutely loved, but I just couldn't sustain it. It was not good for me at that time. So I had to make the decision to leave. And that in itself brought a whole host of feelings that I didn't enjoy. Um, I never wanted to give up on my dream or let it go. But at the time, I just, I just had to. Uh, but from that, I ended up finding yoga again. I practiced on and off during my dance training. It was this tiny little pockets of time where I didn't have to put on a face, put on a show, move my body in a way that maybe I didn't want to move in oftentimes. And it just was like a breath of fresh air. Um, it was very difficult to begin with, I have to say. Um, I was hugely anxious being in the space and being with my thoughts, especially when the teacher was silent and then I had to be silent and I was like what is this this is not relaxing <laughs> um so it took me a very long time to kind of slowly build myself up into being comfortable in the practice it didn't come very much naturally if people may think that it, it really didn't so that yeah just began this journey that I'm on now so I'm almost over two years into teaching and I absolutely adore it. Teaching is just one of my biggest passions and being able to just show people little snippets of my life as well. It's, it's all from my own lived experiences. So um, I never teach anything that I don't personally do myself or I haven't maybe worked through. So I really aim to share from this really authentic place that this worked for me I'd like to show you what it is and if it works for you amazing hold on to it and if it doesn't just let it go um yeah so that's a little bit about the start kind of of my my yoga journey uh, where I am at today thank you so much for sharing that and honestly I resonate so much with your journey um what you went through um I've like you'll know as well I was in that industry and it didn't resonate with me I'm not competitive either um and yeah that's what brought me to yoga as well so I would love to hear from your own perspective what does yoga mean to you mm, I love this question I've been asked this a lot in over the years and recently I was speaking about this and for me right now, yoga is actually a way of life. It's not always what I end up doing in a class, what I teach. Um, I've let it kind of filter out into so many different areas, um, especially over the last year when we've had to really be inward and spend time with ourselves and be in a space where it's often extremely uncomfortable. That's where sometimes all the magic happens and sometimes it just gets a little bit worse and that's okay um so yeah for me it is finding I guess coming home to myself in a way I have to say the last couple of weeks um, and months especially 
even though it's been a huge kind of transitionary time in my life between working, moving house, all this kind of stuff, navigating just life in general, it really is when I step onto the mat or I step into a moment where I'm deciding, okay, this is a quiet time for me right now. That for me is my yoga practice. Um, I really delved a lot deeper into living life using rituals and taking quiet time. Um, there's a lot of sitting in meditation, <laughs> which was often very difficult. <laughs> and there was tantrums and tears. and But sometimes it was so joyful and you're sitting there going, oh, okay, this is how I actually feel today. Amazing. I can move out from this space. So yoga is, I guess, kind of encompassing my whole life right now, which is amazing. And it always baffles me that I never lived this way before. I just always think, yeah. this is the way I live now. But then I think back and I'm like, whoo, I was rushing around, stressing about nothing and everything, moving from place to place, never being present. I find over my time in college, so those three-ish years, it's funny, I don't remember a lot of it, and not in a bad way or a good way, but it was just like, get it done, get on to the next test, get on to the next assessment, get on to the next job, get into the next year. I never really let myself just go, oh, wow, bloody well done, you're here, congratulations. It, I never kind of paused to almost take it all in. Uh, I think yoga really helps you open your eyes and give you quite a broader perspective on either what's important and what's not or what do you actually need or is this actually you that has these opinions or thoughts because uh, often it's just you just pick it up from the outside world and you let everything come in on you um, I've had to work really hard on not letting everything else out there come in on my space because underneath it all I'm actually a really calm person surprisingly I didn't know that until not too long ago <laughs> but it was just consuming everything around me so yeah, coming back to yourself and just remembering that yeah it's the lovely way of putting it is yoga is union so almost like unifying and harmonizing the different parts of your life I definitely had like this lovely calm sense of personality and confidence and then over here it was like oh oh my god what is happening I need to listen to these people and do this stuff but I found recently that gap has been a lot smaller so then I find myself being able to move out from a place in the world that I'm really comfortable with and it's who I am and not who somebody's either telling me to be or pushing me in a certain direction that that's not right for me and um, so in a long-winded way um yeah it's just about just harmonizing different parts of my life and bringing it into a space that's right for me right now because that can change so quickly as well so being able to go with yeah. that and use the tools of the yoga asana practice which would be on our mat um pranayama breathwork meditation and um, I've delved a little bit into kind of mantra and affirmations again and a couple of different things so yeah. it's just using all of these tools to live a more sustainable life yeah a hundred percent that was so wonderful and um I just loved hearing you speak there because you, you could just tell you were speaking right from your soul which was so lovely um I know how beneficial yoga is to help us tune inwards and 
to slow down but if someone's listening and perhaps they're in a space like you were where you were rushing and um, not really being present where would you recommend to start Mm. yeah in unfortunately such a busy world even the space we're in now I find myself suddenly being busy again I'm using inverted commas I know you can't see me to anybody that's listening but um I would recommend starting if you don't have a meditation practice maybe just starting with one minute two minutes three minutes and it could be as simple as just setting a timer on your on your phone and just sitting there maybe close the eyes if that feels comfortable and even if it's just taking those three breaths three to four breaths let yourself actually listen okay how am I feeling today is anything coming up and oftentimes after that little quiet space you might be like oh okay I'm actually feeling a bit anxious today maybe there's something I could do that could help me for the rest of the day or then you realize I actually feel really good and then be able to move forward with that but really everybody's own journey with I guess figuring out how they want to live or how they want to rest or how they want to work is often trial and error so if you try it once even this little slice of meditation or maybe it's a really short yoga practice you might not like it um so I would recommend just to try it again often um that brings me back to when I was a child and they'd be like oh try that you like that vegetable I'm like Ugh, no but I really like it now but it is so it just changes um so yeah I would start really small and a big thing that I do a lot is to journal put pen to paper um I find that extremely helpful to figure out is there something I need or sometimes I just need to like release some thoughts even if it's as simple as a bad dream and just to get it out of your head and trying to make some space in there to the the real you bring forward the answers that you need um same as the meditation setting a time for maybe one two three minutes to begin with you could do the same with some journaling even if it's just a random piece of paper it doesn't have to be a big beautiful journal and a pen set a timer again and often what I call this and I share this with my students a lot um, I've learned it from I can't quite remember where I read it or seen it before but I'm passing it on anyway um, it's a brain dump so set the timer yes. not lift the pen off the paper until that timer goes and even if you're just writing I don't know what I'm writing right now dot 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 this feels stupid I can't believe I'm doing this I feel ridiculous oh but I actually maybe need some help today maybe I need to ring my friend or maybe I need to go for a walk and actually get some fresh air because I've not been outside in four days you start to find these little nuggets and those moments of either meditation or writing you don't have to carry those with you you don't have to read back over that and go oh my god my life is so bad I'm so rubbish you can just leave it on the page close the book rip it up same with the meditation if you're finished it take another three breaths and um, me and my friend ash do this thing and we call them ugly exhales so just take a big breath in i'm not going to do it on the podcast because i might blow somebody's <laughs> ear but just makes it like, get it out of your body it doesn't yeah. need to stay there and it's just slow and steady 
bringing in tiny little practices and eventually over time they'll start to build up to something different or maybe they'll just stay small and that's what you need in your life right now and I really found being consistent with it showed the most benefits so not trying it once and going okay that's me fixed close the book amazing I'm so brilliant now it doesn't work like that um and sometimes it's easier to do it maybe when you're not feeling so good and you're trying to bring yourself out of a space and then when you do feel good you're like oh I don't need this anymore and then yeah weeks down the line you're like hmm something's not quite fitting right anymore (laughs) this is interesting so keeping just a gentle almost a little repetitive like we get up and we brush our teeth every day we get up and we go to the toilet mm-hmm. we have a shower why don't we stop and take three deep breaths you know it can be it can be so simple and those tiny little simple nuggets can then transform other parts of your life if you would like them to yes I absolutely yeah I love what you said there and I think that is something that I struggled with at the beginning um I'm a very like I love like I'm an all or nothing person (laughs) so I'd be like okay I'm gonna meditate for like half an hour every single day and then like it would work for a little while and then I'd feel really good and be like yeah I don't I'm fine I don't need this and Mm -hmm. then I could feel myself like going back down um so yeah starting small and just letting yourself like adapt as well I think you know because sometimes you're going to need to prioritize other things you know um you won't have the chance every single day to get on your mat and do a yoga practice for half an hour or do anayama yoga and meditation you know it's like it's sometimes it's impossible yeah and it's also not to be really hard on yourself as well um I'm definitely a culprit of that and I've not cracked this either like I'm still learning I'm still figuring out what it is I need but having those just little moments to give yourself a bit of time and space can make the hugest difference and it's also not to make it something that you have to do so I'm a big list writer, if anybody resonates with that. I will put it on my to-do list. <laughs> Meditate, draw a box, I need to make sure I take it off. Uh, do yoga, draw a box, make sure I take it off. Drink cacao, draw a box, take it off. <laughs> and the more I saw it, the more stressed out I would get. Because I'm like, oh my God, I've not made time for that today. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm going to go to bed so stressed. And you can see how quickly a story can form when easily it could just be like, don't put it on a to-do list or maybe at the beginning just to remind yourself but then be like no this is something that I enjoy okay I'm gonna put the kettle on and make a cup of tea that's a regular occurrence in my day maybe I'll use those that minute just to stand in the kitchen or sit on the kitchen floor you don't need to have this beautiful setup of my yoga mat I have my props there's a candle burning there's sage going it doesn't need to be this big I guess Instagram worthy moment of your life and we're in that time and space of living where if it's don't take a picture of it you didn't do it (laughs) kind of and I thought so much myself and I often now and I think there's times maybe when I've even recorded my yoga practice like time lapses and then like that and I'm like 
oh, that was a sacred moment for me. Maybe people don't need to see that. And sometimes they do, because as a teacher, I like to show that I'm walking my walk. I am doing these practices behind closed doors. But people don't need to have access to that all the time. So if this is something you're doing in the quiet space of your life, you don't even need to tell anybody about it. They might just notice that you're maybe a bit calmer than you were before. Um, You don't need to prove anything to anybody with this kind of stuff. This is just little pockets of support to help you live the life you want. And that's kind of how I think of it now. Yes. When you were saying that there, I was like, oh, goosebumps. Because it's so, it's especially when I first started teaching, I was like, I have to make sure I record every single practice I do and share it because if I don't record it, then I, I, like people won't think I'm actually doing it. And mm. I realized I got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm not even moving in the way my body wants to because I'm moving in what I think will look good mm. and what I think people would want to see. So it's like now I'm so more conscious of, okay, like, even if I do want to post something, I'll, like, record something for five minutes that isn't even, like, part of my practice and then do a real practice. I'm like, okay, I'm showing something that I'm doing something. But those moments on my mat, like, sometimes for me, it's like, I just want to lie in Shavasana or take a child's pose for, like, 15 minutes because that's what I need. And sometimes, you know, this, like, not a lot of people share, um, in child's pose and in shavasana because it doesn't seem like this thing that's being portrayed on instagram which often the case isn't even yoga it's more gymnastics when you look at some of the things and i have to say over the past year or so my practice has changed a lot for what i need so i'm sure many people if not all people have realized that or if you're know about the nervous system you maybe will know more about it but when we're in these really heightened stressing times which we are currently living in your nervous system is just up 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 all the time it's ready to go it's ready to make a decision it's ready to fight back often sometimes and we're always on we're ready we're here but we're not really here actually that's not how you can live your life and stress is a funny one as well um I remember when I was in dance college and I'd often say oh I'm so stressed um, and now I was to a point but because like I'm young people would dismiss that and be like oh, what are you talking about don't be so silly you, you can't be stressed what do you have to stress about but everybody has their own stressor everybody reacts differently to things um so I am really passionate about not dismissing somebody when they come to you and say, God, I feel really stressed. Um, maybe they're actually not. Maybe there's something actually underlying that and you could help them or direct them on to somebody that can help them sort that out or just find mm-hmm. the root cause of stuff. But everybody has the right to feel how they feel. So when we're in this like really heightened state, we have no space to <sighs> come back down take that exhale find those quiet moments so now what we need more of is actual rest some quieter practices 
yes, we have to move and sweat and kind of get the whole body moving to keep it in its optimal health. But not forgetting that beautiful moment in Shavasana, in child's pose with 14 cushions and pillows around you. Those moments are often more beneficial when you've come from this space of, oh, I can't catch my breath. It's up here. I have so many deadlines. Oh, the world. What the hell? You need to come back down to earth. Bring yourself back down. And I found doing more slower style practices which I wouldn't have veered towards at the beginning because I was like I'm amazing I can do 14 chaturangas and 15 down dogs one after the other (laughs) my body can do that yes my body could do that but did my body need it yeah that was such an interesting thing for me to realize because now I kind of look to what I was maybe aiming for last year the year before the year before that even when I was on my training and I was like oh I want to get into headstand and I want to do tripod headstand and mm-hmm. I want to be able to do handstand right now I can't do any of those things but it doesn't make me any less of a yoga teacher or a person or a human being yes I yes. just need them right now and I will never offer those to my students in a class Unless one of them asks me to, I could talk them through it, no problem. But right now they're coming to me for a different reason, which is absolutely perfect. So just, I've went on a tangent there, but to circle back to the stress and then sweep the sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system. And when we're resting, we move out of sympathetic and into parasympathetic now, if these words don't make sense to anyone that's listening, do not worry. You don't need to regurgitate any of it. <laughs> but the parasympathetic nervous system is also known as rest and digest. I think that's just such a cool thing. Uh, our bodies are amazing. Like when we're stressed, it gives you this energy. It sends adrenaline around your body to keep you going because you need to finish mm-hmm. a task or you need to meet a deadline or you literally need to run away from danger. Yeah. We need that in the body. But what's so often forgotten is this other side because it's deemed as you have to earn this space. You have to work really, really, really hard to then be able to rest. Mm-hmm. But once you rested in between working really hard, how better or how much better would we be able to live life or perform in life if? we actually took the time to rest in between and help our nervous system and our full, our body gently go between both. So we have this lovely gentle ebb and flow. We we have the energy to do this today, but later on we're going to, we're going to go to bed early or okay, I need to get up early in the morning. My alarm's going to go off. My adrenaline's going to hit the roof. (laughs) Lunchtime I'm going to go for a walk outside and get some sun on my face or if you're in Scotland get some rain on your face it's <laughs> <laughs> a really interesting thing to play with in my own life and play with those states because we need both but having huge spikes in them and huge gaps that's where I have found personally that I run into ooh, anxiousness restlessness not sleeping because I'm not giving my body time to go, okay, we're really busy now. Actually, no, I'm going to take that word out. We're really, we're working hard right now. 
Mm-hmm. We can work really hard and rest as well. Yeah. There, 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 can, there can be both. Mm-hmm. Shockingly. <laughs> and I have found when I've been working over the last year or so, and I've been really dedicated to resting and not in resting as in sitting and watching telly for 14 hours. Now, I did do that as well. I can't lie. But for me personally, that doesn't give me the goodness and the recharging the batteries feeling that I need. So I delved into loads of different practices. I delved more into restorative yoga. Um, I went on to my restorative yoga teacher training because I was like, what is this amazing thing? Like people need to know about this and it's it can be so simple. I delved back into journaling and meditating. If anybody's ever followed me on Instagram, I did a 100 days of journaling and meditation challenge for myself when I posted mostly every day. Um, And then I just got sick of it because I was like, why am I posting on Instagram about this? I should just be doing it. But it was lovely because off the back of that, some of my students who's never picked up a pen and paper before now send me pictures of their new journal or they send me pictures of mm-hmm. oh look I did this today I actually feel I feel much better mm-hmm. and another thing I delved really deeply into was cacao which I had dabbled in before but never really thought much of it mm-hmm. and it was all these little moments these little rituals where I was like took my 20 minutes sometimes it was an hour depending on what I was doing in my day and I'm lucky enough I can just plan my day almost how I want to do it right now it's how I've kind of structured my life and I noticed when I did that more I actually got more work done I was able to be more present for my students when I was teaching I was able to be answering emails um at a, a good and healthy pace I was able to reach out and look for more work if I wanted to or reach out and collaborate with people. So I think finding this beautiful balance between being in a stressed state, again, I'll use inverted commas because we need it. We need that like oomph, that kind of slight nudge forward to go, okay, we're going to cross the finish line. We're going to get this done. And then also coming back to this space of, oh, I can just be here now. I can rest here. I don't need to do anything here. And another huge thing that I would really like to share with anybody that's listening is you don't have to earn the rest. Mm-hmm. Some of my friends and teachers that I work with say that so often. And I think it just needs to be spread far and wide. Because back in the day, I would rest when I was falling down on the floor crawling into bed because I had earned it I had worked so hard that now I could take some time and usually it was going to bed at 11 p.m and waking back up at six to go back to college that was my rest time and not sustainable and also not okay that nobody showed me another way and I had to find out for myself which I'm so happy I did thank the lord (laughs) I think people just don't get exposed to there's another way you can live your life my way is not right it's not wrong it's just different to you if you're listening to this and you're going what is she talking about meditating and yoga and taking rest without earning it for me I just want to show people that 
there can be another way if you want. You don't have to stay on a treadmill of go, 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 go. If you want to, I hope you find time to rest in between those times. And if that's how you want to live your life, live it, own it. But me, ah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally, yeah. I, for me, I'm very much a person that is like it like I see all or nothing so I'm like all of the ideas I'm gonna do everything right now and then I get to that point and I'm like you know I am so tired like I need rest and I don't want to do anything and it's all about finding that balance like you see of okay like I don't have to do everything all at once all of these things I've got to do or all these wonderful plans I have they can wait <laughs> because the most important thing is for me to fill up my my own cup before I fill up everyone else's as well. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like this is my life. This is your life. This is the life of anybody who's listening. And to an extent, we all get to choose how we live it. Um, we all have different backgrounds, experiences, resources. Um, and I'd like to just make a point of making that clear that I do have good resources right now because I've made my life in a way that I can take more time to rest if I want to um, and I'm sure that's going to change down the line but for right now that's where that's where I'm at so one of my teachers um, Kate Gaffey says and I think it's actually from possibly Red School and they talk about rest is a radical act uh, and I just love that phrase. I think it's so cool because we're always praised for being really busy, getting loads of achievements, completing the tasks. But when was the last time you said to your friend, oh, my God, I'm so happy that you stayed at home and you turned your phone off and you took a day out for yourself? When was the last time you said that to yourself? Well done. You don't need to be on right now. Yes, a hundred percent. I think as well for a lot of us, it's dealing with the guilt as well that sometimes we feel when we take a rest and yeah. realizing that um, it's so funny because sometimes when I take a rest and especially like if I take a rest of my phone, I get this anxiety that like, oh, there's stuff that I need to get done. I need to reply to people. And then when I come back, I'm like, there, there was nothing urgent like it was totally okay for me to take a break no one is thinking anything less of me it's mm. all mostly in my head to say yeah mm. and if they are or if anybody ever questions what you're doing that's not on you to yeah. gauge their reaction um, I've always said this and anybody that knows me has probably heard me rabbit on about this many times of saying I really as much as I like I adore Instagram I love keeping in touch with people but I'm really not an, an on person I really don't enjoy being accessible <laughs> people might agree disagree <laughs> with what I'm saying that's totally fine but for me personally I get really consumed in making sure I reply to people in a certain 
acceptable space of time or being on if somebody needs to call me. Yes, if there's an emergency, you'll somehow get in contact with me. If you need to send a pigeon with a letter, I'll get it. <laughs> but for me, <laughs> for me, this culture that we live in of being accessible and being on and oh I think there's time for it when it's incredible that you could access people and message them like my friend Ash she lives in Australia now so cool we could stay in contact or my family back home and they could ring me or phone me or whatever or text all these incredible ways we can communicate but for me hmm I have a real thing about being really on all the time. I don't think it's appropriate for the way you can live your life. Personally, for me, I need time away from my phone, from social media. And now that's a very 21st century problem. Mm. I'm super aware of that. However, yeah. in my reality, <laughs> it's where I live. I don't live back in the day when they had to literally run up to the next village with a piece of paper to send a message. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I'd love that. Yeah. But being able to take that time for yourself. I was away at the weekend with a couple of friends and I turned my phone off in the car journey. I didn't turn it back on until Sunday night when I got home. And now I'd let the important, important people know that I was alive and if they really need me, ring Sam, <laughs> like my mom. Yeah. But, like I turned my and my phone back on, and I was like, "Cool." Like, I, I had some work stuff to answer, but I'd set up um an email reply to say I'm out of office. I'll be back on Monday, so if you need me, I'll reply to emails then. Or I let the schedule be put up for the next week, so if people want to know about my classes, they could still find it. But I didn't need to be there every moment, of every day holding somebody's hand to be like oh I'm here I'm doing really well because maybe the reality was I wasn't doing really well and I needed some time out um I needed just to switch yeah. off and release all of that <sighs> and I found the first morning I woke up I was like wow what am I gonna do today <laughs> I didn't have to reach <laughs> and check like this message send that email I was like oh might just um go for a walk or something you know what what do mm -hmm. I do I'm not showing people what I'm doing or replying to people in a certain space or time and I think it's a really important lesson to learn is you need to do what's right for you I'll, I'll encompass that over everything I've spoken about already but specifically about how you spend your time and being so accessible and being able to be in contact with people is incredible. But you get to decide if you have time in that very moment to respond or listen. Maybe you don't have space. Maybe your friend needs more support that you can give them right now. And you could even let them know. Um, I've started to build really strong relationships with people to say, I actually don't have space for that today. I'll, I'll get back to you tomorrow. And then they know, okay, um, I'll check back in there tomorrow or I'll find somebody else I can speak to right now and at times I've definitely mm -hmm. done it wrong and I've just not replied at all and I've dropped off the face of the earth but it was a learning for me I needed to decide what I could bring into my space and what I had to leave at the door because you don't owe anybody anything you don't have to 
be there. Yes, you can be there, but often being there and saying, look, I actually can't help you today. Um, I really hope you're okay. But if there's somebody else you could speak to, that would be that would be amazing. But if you still need me, please come back and ring me. So it's not like a, a little message and then you can, I guess, ignore it because sometimes that happens and then the person maybe really did need you, but you didn't know. So I think it's definitely, yeah, finding that balance of what can I bring into my space today? What can I leave at the door? Maybe I'll have more space tomorrow and I'll actually be able to help in a better way. And I'll be yeah. able to help you from a space that I have the energy to do so. Because it's okay to say if you don't have the energy to do it or do anything for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an odd one. Like <laughs> I often say when I, when I feel tired or whatever, then I think, Oh, what have I actually done that's made me feel tired? Um, because I live like pretty cool life right now where I teach yoga and I do some other things. But then I'm like, there must be something else dragging my energy that I need to be mindful of. So yeah. that when I am tired, I can be like, okay, that needs to switch off. So yeah, that was a, just a little little tip bit, a little bit for me about just try it out, see how it works you know thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and also your wonderful energy I always love connecting with you because you just have the most wonderful energy um you're such like a sunshine (laughs) in the human form um and it's so wonderful just to hear you speak and um what you say comes from such a authentic place um and it's so lovely to 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 listen to that um so I wanted to close this podcast with three little questions for you (laughs) so the first question is what is bringing you joy today oh I love that question Mm. joy today is a day off Thursday is my day off so that's really juicy <laughs> um just finding space in my day for me today right trying to find space in all of my days for me but I have extra space today so for me finding joy and filling my cup up on days like today will be sitting in meditation for a bit um, maybe drinking a mug of cacao, which I love, and <laughs> just spending time with myself and checking in. That is absolutely what's going to bring me joy today. Amazing. So my next question, it might be the same answer, it might not. Well, what is something that you are grateful for today? Oh. Oh, so many things. (laughs) But something that I am grateful for today is being able to show up in this space and share the little nuggets of wisdom that I've picked up over the last couple of years. There'll definitely be plenty more. But feeling grateful that there's a space that these conversations can happen. And if even one person, two, 50, listen to it and go, hmm, maybe rest is a radical act. I don't need to prove it to anybody. That would just be awesome. Yeah. 
Yes, I love that. And the last question. If you had a microphone and every single person in this world was listening, what would you like to share? Mm. Rest is not a luxury. It's a necessity for the way we live our lives. So I, love that. I urge you, is there anywhere you could make your life more restful, more joyful, even if it's only 1% more and maybe 1% will turn into 2%. And then after a while, you might find that beautiful thing we were talking about of harmonizing sympathetic and parasympathetic. There won't be huge spikes. You'll be able to just go through life pulling on adrenaline when you need it and resting when you need it and finding that gorgeous balance in between. That's thank you so much um, for this wonderful conversation Rachel it has been so um, lovely to hear you speak and share so much wisdom mm, thank you so much and thank you for asking me to be on here <laughs> thank you I'm sure you'll agree that was such an insightful and wonderful conversation be sure to follow Rachel on her social medias in which will be in the show notes below. If you've liked this episode, then please subscribe and leave a review. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.